0: If we've never met before, my name is Luke, and we are in the very last week of our Lifeline school year. And I just need to say before we start, what a year it has been. And I want to say thank you for staying connected, staying engaged, whether you're at a campus or you've been watching online or on Spotify or YouTube. Uh, It means the world to us that you are still looking to grow in your relationship with Jesus and stay connected. So to start off our time together tonight I have a question as I often do and that's this. Have you ever forgotten something that seemed like so simple? Like a couple of examples maybe it was like the obvious one a test where you go to a question and it just seems like the softball like I definitely know this but I don't know it. Or I any other day of the week, you could ask me, and I would know the answer to this, but I just can't remember it now. I forgot the answer. Or maybe it's personal hygiene. Like, you remember, obviously, you know that it's important to brush your teeth, but one day you forget, and it's your first class at school, and you lean over to your friend, and you whisper them a secret, and they look at you very offended. And you're like, oh no, I forgot to brush my teeth this morning. It's not that you forgot that brushing your teeth is important. It's just that you forgot to actually do it. Or maybe it's a story you told and you're you're telling the story and then you kind of think, why was I telling the story to my friends? And it's not that you forgot the story, it's you forgot the the point of the story. See, uh, for me, one of the most embarrassing times I forgot something that was so simple it happened while I was playing baseball, and actually a few times while I was playing baseball. One time I was playing catcher, and I went to out to the field to go play catcher, and I just didn't wear any of the catcher's equipment. And the umpire was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, right, sorry." Uh, but one time specifically, it was like uh, bottom of the last inning. Uh, we were down by one. I was on second. I was like a freshman in high school. And I thought, okay, I am the game tying run. If I cross home plate, this is going into extra innings, or maybe we end up winning the game. I was totally focused and I was focused on one thing speed. Go as fast as you can right when that ball is hit. Go, 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 go. And so my friend who batted after me hits the ball, and I am just going. It's a hit. I have the chance to score the game, tie run, Run, running, running. The third base coachman is like, go, go, go. And so I'm running. The ball gets thrown to home plate. It's going to be a play at the plate. And I get tagged out because I forgot to slide. Yes. One of the most elementary simple things that you learn about baseball is if someone's going to tag you, you slide to avoid the tag. And I just ran right into the dude. He tagged me out. Game over. I lost. And I was so embarrassed. And I remember walking back to the dugout and my dad was my coach and he was like, why didn't you slide? And I literally was like, I forgot. And it's not that I forgot how to slide or forgot uh, that sliding is a thing. I just forgot to do it in that moment. The reason I even ask this question or bring this up is because uh, the summer tends to be a time where we forget how to do some things, right? Like the obvious one is school. You go a couple months without school. And then those first weeks back, it's like, wait, have I ever known this? Uh, another one is like uh, personal responsibility. Your rhythm has changed in the summer. You're you're traveling. You're doing different things. You're maybe doing a little bit less around the house. And it's just it's not that you forget that it's important at all. It's just that you forget to do it. Or even like relating to people. Like if you spend most of your summer vegging out on the couch, playing video games, not talking with people. It can be hard when you go back outside (laughs) or you hang out with friends to actually remember how to relate to people. See, uh, this is my seventh year working in Lifeline. This is actually ending my seventh year working in Lifeline. And over the years of being an employee at Lifeline, a staff member, uh, or even just like learning to follow Jesus myself, I've learned that summer can be one of those seasons where we uh, forget about Jesus as well. Maybe the, the weekly rhythm of coming to Lifeline or, or going to church is off. You're traveling. You're doing different things. And it's kind of like, it's not that you forget Jesus is important or you, like, you forget his name or you forget uh, who he is and what he does. But it's that you, you don't really think about him like throughout the week. You don't really act as if you are following him. And when I uh, think about you and your relationship with God as it stands today, I desperately don't want that to happen to you this summer. I don't want your relationship with Jesus to be something that you kind of like leave to the side until we come back to Lifeline and and meeting on a weekly basis. I, I actually want, and I believe that this can happen, I want your relationship with Jesus to actually grow this summer, to to kind of take off, to be a few steps closer instead of a few steps further. So the question obviously then becomes like, okay, how? How can uh, you, instead of forgetting about who Jesus is or living like you have this relationship with him this summer, uh, how can you actually grow closer to him? How can you actually enjoy his presence and learn about him instead of just kind of pushing pause, instead of forgetting? That's what I want to talk about tonight. And to answer this question, there are two answers that I've found in the story uh, that I want to look at. The story is in John chapter 21. Uh, John is one of the four gospels in the second uh, half of the Bible, kind of telling the story of Jesus. The gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. These are the early followers of Jesus that kind of wrote about their experience of him and the things he did and what he was about. And John chapter 21 is the last chapter of John. It's kind of the story of one of the stories of Jesus appearing to his followers after he had died on the cross, after he had risen from the grave, as he was kind of meeting with them one last time before he would go to heaven. So uh, if you have your Bible, turn to John chapter 21. And I think within this story, we're going to get some helpful advice at how to, uh, instead of forgetting about Jesus over the summer, how to actually have a relationship with him that thrives, that is built up over these summer months. So John chapter 21, we're going to start in verse Three. So as I said, Jesus had returned. He had kind of visited with some disciples. He had revealed himself as the resurrected, the one who was uh, risen from the dead uh, already. And uh, during this kind of waiting period, uh, some of the disciples went back to what they were familiar with, which was uh, fishing. A few of them were fishermen. they uh, That's what they did before Jesus called them to kind of be a part of his movement. And uh, as they're kind of waiting to see what would happen next with this movement of God throughout history, they went back to what they were used to, which is fishing. So in verse 3 of, of chapter 21 of John, we pick up. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. It's like, let's go fishing. And the other disciples that are around him, we'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. They're out overnight. They, they try to catch stuff, and they're they're pro-fishermen. They're not catching anything. Well, at dawn... Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. They still don't know this is Jesus, by the way. They just think it's some random person shouting from the beach, right? Uh, Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish fish in it. Now, maybe this story sounds familiar because you've heard it before, but maybe you are actually thinking of a different story. When Jesus first comes on the scene and and recruits some of his disciples, he actually has the same interaction with them, where they're fishing, they can't catch anything, and then he tells them to do something else, and then they catch, they like haul in all of these fish. Same thing is happening. It's like Jesus is, is kind of revealing himself to them again, saying, I am who you think I am. I am Jesus. I'm going to do this miracle for you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to do something that kind of plays in your mind of like, oh, he's, this is, okay, this is Jesus. And that's what happens. See, in verse seven, then the disciple Jesus loved, named John, said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, jumped into the water, and headed to the shore. I love this picture the scene. Jesus is shouting, you know, try this, put your net on this side of the boat. And they do. It's like this miracle happens. There's all these fish that come into the net. And once Peter, one of Jesus's closest friends, once Peter recognizes who it is, once he's like, oh, that's Jesus, he does not wait. He swims towards him. I'm picturing him like, oh, no, oh, oh." and he, he like jumps in. It was over 100 yards away, and he just is going crazy, wanting to be close to Jesus. And then the other disciples would follow him. They would bring in the boat. They would drag in all these fish, and they would spend time with Jesus. The reason I love this is because we get a glimpse at like Peter's intensity or his passion or his love for Jesus. He just wanted to be around him. And I think there's something that you and I can learn from this. Intentionality. See, they saw Jesus from a distance. They saw him working. They saw, uh, they saw evidence of him, and they went towards him. They made steps or laps <laughs> to get towards him and be with him. If you want your faith, to grow this summer. If you want uh, Jesus not to be something that you forget, but something, someone that you grow closer to, it's going to take intentionality. Moving towards him, recognizing his work, and making conscious uh, effort, not to, be, uh, not to get him to love you more, not to get him to approve you more, but just to be with him. That's what Peter did. That's what these disciples did. And then they were able to spend time with him because they were intentional. They didn't wait for him to come out to the boat. They didn't say, oh, I hope he swims out here and spends some time. No, they went towards him. And I just wonder what this could look like for you in your walk with Jesus over the summer. What would it look like for you to be intentional, to set aside a little bit of time to, to read his word or to to pray, to set aside time to talk with others about him, to listen to podcasts or watch videos of, 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 of sermons, to read something about uh, who Jesus is and what he has done. These are steps you can take to be intentional, to, to give him your attention and to grow closer to him. You know, uh, at Lifeline, we want to help you do this. And so we created a simple reading plan, a bookmark for you just to uh, It's a reading plan to walk through the whole book of John. And uh, it's very simple. It's a chapter at a time. But this is our hope that you would walk through this. And in walking through this, you'd be taking intentional steps in growing closer to Jesus and in experiencing just how good and amazing he is. So what does it look like to grow in your relationship with Jesus this summer? It's intentionality. But to find the the second thing that I feel like you can do, or the second thing, a way that you can grow in your relationship, I want to keep reading in this story. So uh, the the disciples come onto the shore. uh, Peter swims, and the disciples follow him, and Jesus is there. And then Jesus says something that is a little crazy, a little spiritual, a little hard to understand, a little uh, maybe even spooky, if you will. Here it is in verse 12. Now come and have some breakfast. Okay, not that spiritual, not that spooky. Uh, Jesus literally invites his disciples to eat breakfast with him. He, he cooks some of the fish that they had caught, and he cooks some other fish, and they sit around a fire, and they have meaningful conversation. Jesus would have a meaningful conversation with Peter, talking about uh, his vision for Peter after Jesus leaves to go to heaven. He would talk about their future, and they would have this intentional time together that was very simple. It was a conversation around a fire. And so I think the second thing that can help you in your relationship with Jesus this summer is just simplicity. That moment with the disciples and Jesus is so simple. He's like, hey, let's cook some fish and eat. And sometimes I feel like in my own life, I make following Jesus so complicated I'm like, I got to go to this big event. I got to do this thing. I got uh, to wait for this big moment for me to, to, to express my appreciation to him or to take these steps. And it's like Jesus is like, hey, come hang out with me and we'll eat breakfast together. Sometimes growing in your relationship with Jesus looks like hanging out with a group of friends and talking about things that matter, talking about who he is and what he's done in your life. So I think that a way that you could grow in your relationship with Jesus is just simplicity. What does it look like to get together with some people and just talk about who he is, simply? And in Lifeline, we want to help you do this as well, which is why we're doing summer groups. We're doing these summer groups that you can opt into. They're different topics, and they're just a way for us to get together and talk simply about who Jesus is and what he's done for us, around around nature, around movies, around sports, there are all these different options for you just to connect and grow in your relationship with Jesus. Simply, listen. Uh, following Jesus is the most important decision I've ever made. Building who I am and my sense of identity, my sense of purpose on, on him and uh, living not just to uh, try to grow closer to him, but to recognize how much he has loved me and accepted me even in my faults. That is the most important thing about me. And everything that your leader has done this this year and conversations they've had with you, everything I've said, everything someone else on the team has said has been just desperately trying to get you to see that Jesus is the most important thing about us. That Jesus, building our life and our sense of self on Jesus, pursuing him, following him, is so important and should not be forgotten. He is love, he is life, he is hope. And it's my hope, desperately, that you would navigate the summer, that you'd walk through the the change in the season, the change in rhythm, not just leaving him to the side, but pursuing him with intentionality and simplicity. And then I believe you will see just how good he is. Jesus is amazing. And if you think I'm talking crazy or you don't know, uh, maybe you haven't experienced the love of Jesus, I invite you just to take a step. Take the bookmark, read through John, uh, discover who Jesus is or, or, or sign up for summer group. In in doing this, you'll see just how amazing he is, that he is worth pursuing. He is worth building your entire life, your entire worth on. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the story and just seeing that uh, the disciples moved towards Jesus. They enjoyed simple time with him and we can do the same. And so God, right now, I just ask that as we make these small decisions about our summer, about schedule, about new rhythms, that uh, your goodness and your faithfulness and your love would be something that isn't forgotten. That we would see just how important and powerful and loving you are. And that at the end of the summer, we would have come out of it closer to you, more aware of your presence and your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.